You're listening to the Deep Talk Podcast, Episode 4. Today, I'll be speaking with Anastasia Skukturova, one of the top pole dancers in the world. Anastasia resides in Copenhagen, and she is seriously so incredible. She has been on Russia Cut Talent, the finalist of the World Pole Dance Championship, and many other competitions as well. She's also a pole instructor, too. She is showing us that pole doesn't mean strip clubs and sex, but it can be graceful, empowering, and inspiring. So I'm so excited to welcome her on today, and I hope you guys learn about this wonderful career, how feminine and beautiful and how fulfilling it can be, and learn a little bit about her journey and what she's gone through dealing with the body image and criticism and some other things she struggled with along the way. So get ready, buckle your seatbelts, and enjoy a wonderful story from an amazing human being. Welcome, Anastasia. You're listening to the Deep Talk Podcast, hosted by beauty guru, blog writing, college student, Madison Brandt. Here, we are going to talk deep to the people who have struggled, who have really been through it, to those who are confused on their paths, for the spirituals, the entrepreneurs, and for the people who are really doing it. Hey guys, we know you have struggled too, but this isn't only about entrepreneurs. This is your workshop where you come, learn, answer your questions, and spread that knowledge into your life and others. Here's to you on your path. Here's to those who want to build an amazing life. And here's some advice, some people to relate to, and a whole lot of stories. Hi, Anastasia. Um, Welcome to the Deep Talk. So first, I would love if you could pronounce your last name just so I know I can get it right. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. um, Thank you for having me. Um, Yeah, the last name is Skuhtorova. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Awesome. Um, So I actually took a pole dance class, I think about a couple months ago, and I was expecting it to be really easy, and it ended up being, like, so sweaty. I could not hold mm. any of the poses. It took, like, so much strength, and oh, yeah. I was just wowed by how much you can do. Was it surprising when you started about how difficult it was? Uh, well, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy difficult, as I remember. Me too. Like, I couldn't go upside down or do any tricks for, like, ba- basic tricks for, like, minimum of two months, I think. I was like like a caterpillar. I was trying to cr- climb the pole, and I was just sliding down and trying again and sliding down. It was really really bad. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I loved it. I think like it was very cool because it was very challenging, and I think that's what I needed in my life, like to challenge me to do something that, yeah, it's like out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Were you in a place in your life where you um, needed that? Um, I was studying in a university in the Russia in Moscow. And um, I was supposed to be, I think in English it's called exp- um, food engineer. Okay. So um, in Russian it's like expert engineer in the food production. And um, I just remember that my classmates, they were not very nice people, at least to me. So it was not very like good atmosphere. So I was just like forcing myself every day to go to uni and to study. And I don't know, it was just like very hard. So I wanted to find something that yeah, can make me happy. And uh, somehow, and more feminine, more happy and feminine. <laughs> so I thought about pole dancing somehow. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, where you are from, growing up, and, you know, kind of what led you to be sparked interest for pole. So, yeah, you were a food engineer, but, um, yeah, where are you from? Let's talk a little bit about beginnings. 
Um, I'm from Moscow, from Russia, <laughs> and all my family is um, there too. <laughs> and you live in Copenhagen now? Yeah, yeah, because of my boyfriend. He's from Denmark, he's Danish. So I lived him in Copenhagen for two years. Okay. Um, so what ended up sparking your interest for pole? Because you were doing a food engineer, did you randomly think about it? Or um, was there a moment when you learned that it would be something that you'd like? I think, um, as I remember, I was always hanging out with boys in my in my class. Because I was like my mom told me like that I was more like a boy too that I just liked being around the boys and just like talking about football and computers and like different stuff and I think boys they didn't like it because I was very clever and they felt I don't know maybe <laughs> insecure or something so I decided that I want to be more feminine more elegant more feminine I want to be like more like a woman <laughs> and um, yeah I thought like what can like make me more elegant like so maybe to go and learn like lap dance or something like sexy or something just like interesting so I started um, searching in YouTube in Moscow and at that time nine years ago there were no really like good level teachers everything they were doing for me it was like not my style it was like too dirty and like I couldn't see myself doing this so I was like no I don't want to look like that I want something else and uh, me and my mom we thought about pole dancing because we're like, yeah, why not? Why not to go and learn how to like maybe take your clothes off and just like, yeah, just like different like spins and transitions. And I was like, yeah, let's try. And I went, I signed up for my first class and fell in love with the first try and just loved it. Was the class different? Was it not like the typical what you thought like, oh, like strip club, but it's actually can be like more beautiful or what kind of a class was it? It was a very serious school, and that's why I also signed up um, because there were maybe four or different uh, or five different pole studios in Moscow, and um, most of them they had like only one class a week or two classes and only one hour. And I was thinking that oh, this is too little. Like I want to really like seriously learn how to do things. And I found a studio. They had classes three times a week, two hours each class. Um, I think like 15 minutes warm up, then like one hour class, and then 15 minutes like stretching in the end. And um, what else? Um, yeah, and they, if you go there, you could buy, um, I don't know what is it called in English, but like you can try once, and if you like it, you have to buy a, a pass for one month. So you can't buy only like for once a week or twice a week. You have to buy for one month, and you have to go there three times a week, and this is like a new group only beginners starting together like from December and when I saw this I was like this is really professional this is very serious and uh, yeah I want to try this very nice studio yeah it was very good so it kind of made you commit into doing it it kind of made you I feel like if you went to one class you could be like "Mm," you know but then if you had all those classes you got to see like what it was like to train and you know that if you really loved it and then is that where you ended up falling in love with it oh yeah yeah (laughs) in the evening so we can come and train. So after you went to school, um, what did you start doing? Did you start doing pole professionally or were you still learning? Um, I think after two years of, what is it? Yeah, because I started in 2009 and in 2011, I got the first invitation to go and um, teach in Italy, in Milan. It was like the first time ever going to a foreign country for three months 
And um, after that, I started to get more and more invitations to travel, to teach, to exchange, like different fall camps. So I'm constantly traveling now from 2011, <laughs> almost nonstop. So you do um, choreography and coaching. And so are you doing that in Copenhagen and you're just you're traveling doing that? That's so awesome. I mean, you get to teach everyone what you're doing and now everyone else can learn from you, which is awesome. Is it your favorite thing? Do you like to coach more? Are you more still favorite thing to do is the actual pole dancing? Um, I mean, I, I do pole dance now for nine years. Mm-hmm. In, in December, actually, it's going to be 10 years already. It will be wow. like a pole anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, I got a little bit tired, I think, two years ago, fall. So when I was doing it for like seven years. So I started doing other like different disciplines too because I think when you have only like one subject in your life, it becomes a little bit boring. Um, and life is not only about you know one thing. There are so many things going on in the world, so many interesting. And I think also to be inspired, to keep being inspired, I need to do different things. So now I just I take sometimes different um, dancing classes. Um, I just go for just vacation or like yeah, reading different books and um doing climbing and like a lot of a lot of different things yeah i can never do the same thing i've always told my mom that i need to have like four different things because i cannot do one i would get so bored like even this summer i have exactly. four different jobs so i totally feel that um what are some of your other passions i mean i do like <laughs> it's like a hobby it's not a passion it's a hobby i like to play computer games <laughs> I didn't, I didn't do it for a long time, though, I think for like two years, but uh, I do like it. Like, um, I think my favorite is uh, Lara Croft or <laughs> okay. Diablos. I like this yeah, kind of stuff. I loved it. Like, I think three or four years ago, I bought like a special computer, like really fancy one with a lot of like colors and like nice 3D screen for games <laughs> and stuff. So like sometimes, but yeah, I didn't play for two years already. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, is that just something you like to do in your downtime, you know, because you're so busy, you're traveling, you're doing teaching and dancing, you know, like, it probably wears you out, so it's probably a guilty pleasure, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So, um, after school, and then you were doing pole dancing, um, what other kind of training did you do? Did you just do that studio? Um, because it also says you did circus and ballet training, and were being coached. So, what were those like? What else did you do? Um, yeah, um, like you said, I did some, um, I found in, <clears throat> sorry, in Russia, in Moscow, I found um, circus artists, uh, like different, and um, we were training with them, aerial silks, and um, another circus artist, she was training with me, ballet and contortion, um, like, yeah, to make me very, very flexible and strong, um, like hoop, trapeze, like um, all kinds of, like, circus, all kinds of different, um, different things. Was that so for many I- years? Um, I think for um, aerial silks, I think we did for one and a half years. And ballet classes and contortion, I think we did almost for a year, a little bit less, a little bit less than a year. But uh, it did help me so much. It was uh, it was very difficult though, really, really difficult. Oh I couldn't goodness. say that I liked it, yeah, but uh, it was a great help. How did you know to take those? Because if I was going to do pole dancing, I would have been like, oh, I'm just going to take pole dancing classes. Like, how did you know to do circus and ballet and all of that stuff? Like, that would make you obviously so great in all the other aspects. But I wouldn't have known, like, what made you do that? Did you have somebody guiding you? Um, um, I think, I, no, I didn't have anyone. I'm 
it's just like I think it's in my character um, if I can say it like this I just try I like to try new things I, I, I really love to try like diff different stuff and I think I saw uh, Jinin Butterfly she's uh, from USA and she's just uh, like a goddess of Paul <laughs> she's like totally amazing so I saw her eight years ago doing silks and I was like, oh, I want to try to, I want to be like Jinin Butterfly. And I started looking for people who can teach me. And I think in, after one month, somebody answered in uh, by email. And that's how I started, like doing um, classes with the silks. Then when I was doing the silks classes, my teachers, they were telling me that my lines are not very good, that I point toes in the wrong direction, that my arms are not that, like, but not they're not that beautiful, so I need to go and find maybe ballet classes or some. I think yeah, I think it was called yeah, I think they called it ballet classes, uh, choreography. And so that's like, that's why I started to search for another circus artist who could also teach me how to do this like choreography, how to do beautiful arms, how to point the toes in the right direction. And yeah, that's how I found another girl, and she was helping me a lot. So I think yeah, it just was like a snowball. Some people say something, and I just listened to them and tried to do it. Then some people said something, like this. Have you ever heard of Circus Soleil? Yeah, Cir yeah. Yeah, so that kind of stuff. Um, was the silks? Yeah, the silks. Um, was that really difficult? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was crazy. Um, I think because my teachers they were not the same. Um, I don't know style is I am. <laughs> Um, like I'm more flexible. I like to do splits and back bends, and they were very, very strong. Not flexible at all, not at all, but um, crazy, incredibly strong. So they were teaching me very difficult stuff, all with the power, with the strength, and it was very, very challenging, very difficult. But again, it helped a lot. It did, yeah, it gave me a lot of strength. And then when I came back to pole, everything was much easier, way easier. Yeah, because the poles like actually sturdy i feel like using the silks would be so difficult um it, is, it is. takes so much more strength so yeah that's amazing um so you were in russia got talent and so i would love to hear about how you decided to do that and your experience and what it was like for you um in russia they um they were writing me and inviting me to do it for many like many years and i was refusing all the time and then one year i didn't i don't know why i think because this year, that year, the prize was performing in Olympic Games. So you could either win like one million rubles, uh, I don't know how much is it, like a dollar, so yeah, but like it's, it's a lot of money, or you can perform in Olympic Games. And I was like, oh, this, this is cool, that's, that's what I would love to do. That would be amazing to, um, to do pole at Olympics and to prove the world that it is art, that it is a very difficult sport. That would be amazing. So I think that's why I said yes, and um, I did the audition. And after audition, I didn't want to come back because they didn't treat my family very good. They um, they wanted to they wanted my grandmother to say something uh, to say that when I started, she thought or all my family thought that I'm doing striptease, but it was not striptease. It was an art. It was pole dancing. Yes, it was like tricks. It was beautiful. It was difficult. But TV in Russia, they wanted my grandmother to say this, that she was thinking it was a striptease. And um, she didn't want to because she didn't think like this. She, she was supportive. So they started like pushing her and saying that if she didn't say this, I will not get to finals and I will not win. And uh, she had almost a heart attack because she was really worried about me after, after that. 
So I decided that it was not polite from them to talk to my grandmother, to old person this way. So I said after um, audition that I'm not going to perform anymore, that I don't need this. Um, and then I never came back to Russia Got Talent. Then. This year I did Denmark Got Talent and it was totally different. They were much nicer, <laughs> much nicer there. And um, that, that one was uh, during Russia Got Talent. Yeah. So what was it like for you um, dealing with, you know, expectations of people and people's judgments? Because I think you probably get a lot like, oh, you're a pole dancer. And then everyone kind of, you know, defines that with being, you know, a stripper. And I mean, once I took the class, I was like, wow, this is actually so beautiful. And it's an art and it's really difficult. But what was it like having to deal with people's judgments and like someone close to you's judgments? Um... I think somehow I um, actually it was fun for me. I I did like, like to tell people in the beginning. Now actually I don't, but in the beginning I did like to tell people, yeah, yeah I'm doing pole dancing, and then just like see their reaction that they're like, oh my god, is it striptease? And then you're like, no, 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 it's not. It's sport. And then you're like showing pictures and videos, and then after some time, like they change minds. So I, I did like it in the beginning, but then I got tired a little bit to like explain everyone or to show videos or to prove something. So now usually if somebody asks me, I say that I'm a circus artist because it's just way easier. You don't need to prove anyone anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're probably like, oh, that's so cool. And then you can, you know, back up your story by saying like, oh, I do silks and um you've done all that so you know it's not technically a lie (laughs) Um, did your grandma ever realize that it was an art she did yeah yeah my my family they are like my biggest fans they um they like watch all of my videos they follow all my insta stories instagram they comment all the time support like they're super nice like my dad he knew name of the tricks and he was sometimes like telling me oh you know you don't do enough tricks like look at Junior butterfly or look at felix kane they do much more so you need to do more too <laughs> so they they were like really in uh, in fall too so he was trying to you know learn up and tell you what to do that's exactly what my dad does he'll always be like oh you need to do this i'm like you have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> i'm like you're ridiculous yes. oh god um so, has it been nice having a supportive family? Like, have they always been that way? Um, most of the time. I mean, like my dad in the beginning, yes, they, uh, my dad and my older brother, they thought, yes, it is a striptease. And um, they were like, oh, no, where are you going? It will finish really bad. You start with the, with the school, then you go to club, and then you finish as a prostitute. So it was something like this. So first year, they were they were um, dad and the brother. They were not supportive. But then after I started win, winning competitions and they saw my videos, they saw this. There is nothing about striptease there. It's like it's a pure transitions, clean transitions, flexibility, shrink, art. So they uh, became my biggest fans. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever take them to a class? To your class? No, no, actually, I didn't. But they came, I think, to my showcases or like the competition, um, like the biggest Russian competition. They they came to watch yeah, and to support me. I mean, and that's, that's nice. so nice. I feel like when you're doing all the things you're doing, because you're always traveling and you're, um, I mean, you string yourself out by doing it, and it's hard on your body. And so, you know, it's nice to have people that are there to support you and get you through. Is there anything else that like? helps you get through and, you know, helps you, you know, stay sane during the process? 
<clears throat> I think like seeing that like your students, the people who come to your classes, uh, progress. I think this is very inspiring, and this also like keeps you going, keeps you like uh, keeps giving you, you know, energy, and so you want to train more, you want to like grow, develop more. So I think your students they very big inspiration, definitely. So what has training been like? Um, I would love to hear more about, you know, the whole choreography and um, teaching. I mean, have you always done choreography for yourself? Um, is it something you enjoy to do? What is uh, teaching like? All that good stuff. Mm, no, most of the time I um, try to find a choreographer. If I, um, if, I, if I do a competition, yes, if I'm competing... I um, kind of like don't trust myself. I think that there are people who are like how to say who are professionals, who maybe finished like special university. Yes, so they are professional choreographers. They know all this um, like information. They know how it should be done. So I usually like give myself into their arms and say, okay, I need to <laughs> like to do choreography. This is my music, for example. This is the idea. You need to help me. Yes. So yeah, I usually never for competition never work alone. Because no. I, I don't think I can create like a very professional good routine just by myself. On the pole, yes, but like um, transitions between poles on the floor, I think it's better if someone else can see from the side. And yeah, correct. I yeah, I always thought that that is what how it worked, but um. I definitely the part the parts on the ground and like all the transitions yeah those would be definitely something I wouldn't know how to do either so yeah. for sure um so you were also doing the world pole dance championship you're a runner up in the pole world cup I would love to hear more about your other experiences and um other dance uh cups and stuff like that um, well, there, there are very many in the world now. Um, the ones that I took part in, it's in like one of the most beautiful ones, I think. It is a pole art competition. It was uh, held um, in Helsinki and uh, Stockholm. Like each year was like, uh, they were switching. So like one year, Helsinki next year, Stockholm and back to Helsinki again. So it was a very beautiful, very um if I can say difficult, difficult competition, they were getting more than 100 applications from all around the world, and only nine girls were getting in, um, yeah, in there in the competition, and I think four or five boys. So it was you know, very serious and very stressful. So if, if you're in, you're super stressed because you know that, you know, it, some other girls could be there too, but now you're there, so you need to really be very serious. You need to go and prepare your routine really well. So I remember I competed there two times and the third time I just did a showcase because on the third time I was so stressed. I was like, I don't want to compete anymore. <laughs> I think I just want to do showcase. Showcase is way more like relaxing. You don't need to be so so stressed. So yeah, I just remember <laughs> this competition was the most beautiful but the most <laughs> stressful ever. Do they go for like a whole weekend or are they um, over a long period of time? Um, I think usually weekend. Um, I think that competition was Friday or Saturday. It actually was only one day. There was not, no even preliminaries. It was just like, yeah, you just come, perform, and that's it. 
I can't imagine the stress, like, when I, even, you know, when I played tennis in high school, you know, like, I remember just, like, sitting there in, in anxiety, and so I can't imagine what it's like for you being at a big competition and, like, expecting so much of yourself and, you know, just sitting there. Do you have, like, a warm-up routine or anything that helps you, you know, kind of manage the anxieties? Not really, no. <laughs> I think, and I think it doesn't matter how often you perform, and yeah, like, you're always nervous, always. The only time when I was not nervous, it was in, in the Cirque. I was, um, it was like Cirque du Soleil, very, very big circus. So when I was performing there, we were doing shows six times a week. And some days we, we were doing like two times a day, like Saturday and Sunday were on Friday, two times a day. So when you do it like so much every day, then yeah, you just like, you don't care, you're not nervous at all. But um, yeah, if you do competitions, maybe like three times a, uh, a year or four times or five times a year, you're still nervous every time, every time you do like show. Nothing helps. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I know. I know, but you know, you're still doing it and that's what matters. Um, have you always been someone who's hard on yourself or are you, you know, do you compete with other people? Are you more someone who competes with yourself or, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm very hard and critical, on, like on myself very, very much, sometimes too much. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying now actually to like to let go and just to enjoy the process. I would love to compete maybe not maybe not not this year maybe next year but maybe in the classic category in uh, in heels so to do it just like for fun so not for not to prove someone anything or just maybe just maybe to prove just myself that I can do it in heels too that it's it's cool it's very difficult it's very challenging but not to compete with somebody else so just more more for me because if I start thinking that I'm competing with like with uh, all these amazing people that now in in the poll um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's just too much stress. <laughs> too you much. know, and there's too many and you just have to, I mean, the only way to get better is by focusing inward and putting that out. You know, like mm -hmm. if you're focusing on all these people, then you're not going to be using that time to work on yourself. And so, yeah, I think that's really awesome. Um, when I was at the pole dancing class, I saw like a rack of the, um, heels. And so you don't, you don't do that currently or have you ever tried it? Oh yeah, I, I do for fun. It's like um, I would say this is my hobby too. Just like sometimes to go to the studio, put the heels on, and just like to dance for myself, just to do some like transitions. And it's very difficult, actually, very very difficult. You you're sweating so much, you get tired so quickly. And um, if you like, if you watch all the pole dancers who do heels, they're very very fit, very fit. Because I think it just like works on all your body every muscle like your legs your abs your um, your back your stamina too so i think it's, it's, a, it's a great exercise really really great yeah their legs are so good <laughs> mm -hmm, and yeah. people wouldn't expect every pole dancer is so strong i mean the way that you hold yourself on the pole they're incredible so has um doing those poses are they what is it like to learn how to hold them and like training for those is it a really long process or you know how how does that go i guess it depends on the trick but um i think if you yeah if you never had any experience on the pole you're very like beginner you're very new you just come, came to pole class of course everything is very difficult and it goes qu quite slow 
Um, so I remember, yeah, I was training three times a week and jumping like every class for maybe 20 minutes every day just to try to get upside down. And only after two months, I finally like got myself upside down on the pole and it was like the most happiest day of my life. So yeah, it takes, it takes time. And then, but I think the most difficult is beginning, like the start. When you start, it's always like very difficult, but then if you always in this like schedule, you always like keep training and you don't do big breaks, then everything gets easier and easier after some time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, practice makes perfect. So, yeah. So what do your days like now? You know, like everything that led you up to being where you are now, I mean, all your training, but what do you do to train now or what is your everyday life like? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let me, <laughs> let me think. Well, I, um, yeah, just like I wake up. When, when, when I wake up, because when I'm back home to Copenhagen, I don't have a lot of, a lot of like things to do. It's more like, um, I would say time for me so I can spend it the way I want it. So I just like wake up anytime, it can be 9am, 10am, 11 so it depends like how, how tired I am. Just cooking breakfast at home, something like healthy with a lot of avocados, veggies, tomatoes, maybe sweet potato. Coffee, <laughs> I love coffee too. And then I usually go to train in the um, in the pole studio here. Um, then then lunch, then maybe meeting with my friends here. Sometimes we train with the friends together because I have some Russian friends who live in Copenhagen too. So we meet. Uh, and then in the evening, my boyfriend he comes home after work. So we either cook together, or we go to movies, or we go maybe to the beach or to park. We have bicycles here because Denmark is very famous and yeah for um, biking like on the, on the bicycles like everyone has bicycle everyone has here everyone who lives in Denmark so sometimes we just go by bike and explore the city because it's very beautiful um yeah Copenhagen it's a big tourist spot like I know I was like I'm gonna study abroad there so um it is beautiful and they speak English right Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's actually awesome. <laughs> yeah, everyone speaks English, everyone. It's very nice. But if I went there, I would be like, thank God for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another thing I wanted to talk about was just being in the public eye as a pole dancer, you know, dealing with stereotypes. Um, I'm guessing there have been times when you've struggled with social media, you know, criticism and uh, negativity. And so how do you deal with that? Oh, well, I try not to pay attention to like bad messages, but of, of course they do hurt. Of course they do. So like, because we, I don't know, like we're all humans and it's, I think it's impossible to be just like cold to anything. So of course you take something in. Objective criticism, I, um, I try to like listen and learn from that because I remember many, many, many years ago when I started um, in Russia, a lot of people, they were not supportive. I think because they were jealous, probably, because I was like only one, only maybe like the first Russian girl that went to the world championships and became, I don't know, famous in Russia with the pole dancing. So a lot of um, people who were who started pole with me, of course, they, they started not liking me. And they I think because they were jealous and they were writing a lot of things like, oh, she's only flexible, she can't do dancing, she can't, she can't do any strength stuff. So it was a shock for, to me in the beginning because I never had this like bad or like very rude messages. But then I was like, okay, so you say I'm, I'm only flexible, then I'm going to become strong. And then I found a teacher who like we were exercising also like three or four times a week. We were doing a lot of strength and weightlifting. 
to make myself more stronger. And then only after four months of training with them, I, uh, I got the human flag on the fall. And I was one of the first ones in Russia who got a human flag, thanks to the people who were writing me rude messages. You know, if they wouldn't write me this, I maybe it would be like, nah, maybe I don't need to be strong. But because they were like saying all these things, like, no, 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 she's not strong at all. I was like, okay, you see me. I'm going to become strong. <laughs> the best way to deal with criticism is just to, you know, fire back at it. I feel like people are like, you can't do this. Be like, well, let me show you wrong. And then you can't criticize me. And if you do, then I know I've done everything I can do. And then yeah. you're just, you know, jealous at that point. And that it's not about you. Yeah, exactly. Have you had to deal with, um, ever had struggles with body image or any of that type of thing with um pole dancing well i think i think i never got like messages yes about my my body but i, I am myself um uh, like very hard on me sometimes um but i think I'm, i i got better like this year <laughs> i think i got much better so now i don't like i love myself the way i am because of course yeah, like yes we're all like oh no like here on the hips or here on the stomach or like you always think that you're fat all the time and then like year after you look at the videos and you're like but I looked amazing why I was like so critical to myself so it mostly from me like from the other people I think I don't hear anything um just mostly from me like um but now yeah I'm much better much better love myself the way I am and I'm eating almost everything now and I don't know just like enjoying life to the fullest I mean yeah that's amazing I totally relate to your struggles. I think it's really hard in our day and age to love ourselves and especially with looking at all the perfect bodies on uh, Instagram and um, and magazines to be like, oh, it's okay that I don't look like that. I mean, we all want to look great and yeah, it just, yeah, it totally relates to me because I definitely have times where I'm hard on my body, but I have to remind myself that you know, it's not always about that. It's about who you are and that you're trying and you're trying to take care of yourself and that perfection is not the standard and the baseline. So I would love to know um, some advice you have for people who want to get into pole. You know, what would you do to train? Where would you start? Um, What advice do you have? Um, Well, I think, uh, yeah, if you like, if you want to try pole, of course, just, just go and do it. So just don't think about, for example, or I'm too fat, or I'm too short, or I'm too uh, high and like tall. Don't think about anything, just go, try. And of course, it's going to be difficult in the beginning, but um, just try your best, just train, train hard. Um, Don't compare, I think the most important, don't compare yourself to anyone else, because I think this is what makes people like depressed and sad when they see, for example, their classmates um, or people who train with them, like do tricks faster and um, achieve things faster. And then who can't achieve that fast, they just give up. But um, I think this is a mistake. Like don't compare to anyone, just like, just compare yourself to yourself like yesterday. Yes, so if you, for example, yesterday you couldn't do something, but today you're already better. So I think this is, um, this is important. Then, um, yeah, take as many classes as possible. For me, what helped a lot is private lessons. So if it's possible to take private lessons, they will give you, of course, more information than normal class. You you will progress again faster, learn faster. Then um, I think taking classes from different teachers, this is also great because another common mistake, girls or boys, they come only to one teacher and they train only with one person for like six months or one year. And then you just you have this one style and you can see that you are like your teacher so when you take 
classes from many teachers of from as many teachers as possible then you take the best from all of them and then you create your own style that is unique that is different so you you're not like all the people you're different so i think this is also nice that'll be great to do and then yes ballet classes if you want to have beautiful lines if you want to know how to point your toes um how to stretch how to look beautiful on the pole i think ballet classes is the the best thing best thing to do definitely mm-hmm um, what do you think makes you different as a dancer? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, people say that my dance style is like very, very clean, like a ballet on the fall. So, but, um, and it's not because of ballet classes that I took, but I think just because of like something inside, maybe just like my soul, like mm-hmm. something more lyrical and something more like beautiful and more, more tragic because a, a lot of, my performance, like the the one that when I won in the World Bowl Cup, it was like a tragic routine with uh, Lara Fabian, and I think these kind of songs they just somehow closer to me. Even though there's nothing happened in my life like tragic, no, I mean, of course, like I lost some people, but we all lose. But um, yeah, so but nothing like crazy happened. It just like somehow I feel more to like sad lyrical songs. And just I love them. I feel it's more easy for me to express. Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. Yeah, that kind of music definitely, you know, moves you. And I think that dancing to it would be, I think I would be better at that too, for sure. Um, Mm. So, a question I always ask is what is something you've struggled with in your personal career or your um, life um, that has made you better? You know, like, for example, like body image that you struggled with in your personal life or something in your career, you know, something, even if it's like silks that was really hard for you or something that, um, was difficult for you but you think that it ended up making you better at your career or in your personal life um i think probably is like to to get your heart broken <laughs> i think it's always like it's very yeah very difficult and but then if you're clever and you learn from it i think it helps a lot like i had a like a hard time i had a american boyfriend and i broke up with him like five or four years ago and it was really hard but after like two months I realized it actually was the best thing that happened to me because because after that relationship I realized what I really want to you know like how much I love Paul actually how much I uh, I want to like to spend my time with and how how amazing people in pole dancing are like the pole community and how they supportive because when I had this hard time so many pole dancers were like super nice like on Kivela, she she said just like come to me like after i broke up she was like buy tickets the airplane tickets just come to me and just spend uh, like a week at my place and i just went there and we had like amazing time she was very supportive so i think like yeah to get the heart broken really helped me also to see whole community even better because they, they helped so much and then yeah also to grow definitely as a, as a person yeah was the breakup necessary um to put yourself more into the pole world to be able to do for, for your career? Because it, it was a very toxic relationship. It was unhealthy for me. And um, I realized if I will like stay in this relationship, I will not be able yes, to do pole because he was uh, he was crazy jealous. He was like, um, uh, what is it called? Um, like manip- manipulator. Like yeah. he was manipulating me like crazy. And I just like realized I, I'm going to lose everyone, I'm going to lose my friends, I'm going to lose my family, I'm going to lose pole dance, I'm going to lose my career, and yeah, I can't, I can't do it, so I just, like, I had to get out from this, I had to, and we were together only for six months, but it was, like, very, very intense, 
and he proposed to me after one month being with him. So it was like it was very hard, really, really hard to do it. But I, I, I knew that that would be the right decision because it's so unhealthy for me. Like I lost myself. I was not myself anymore. After six months, I was just like so little, so you know, helpless. So I was just like I need to get out. Yeah. So that's why, like, I think it was the best decision <laughs> ever. I did, and the best thing that happened to me, actually, because yeah, I learned so much. <laughs> That's it's crazy how a person can change the way that you view yourself, but so many people don't leave and let them be manipulative. So thank you for being um, self-aware enough to leave and do what you need to do for you. You know, you put yourself first. You're like, hey, I'm going to go do my career and put myself first and take care of myself. And I think that is amazing. And you grew so much and now you can take from that and put it into your pole and put that energy into your career and something that love mm-hmm. ma- you love and makes you feel good. So my last mm-hmm. question is mm-hmm. what is any advice someone's given to you or a piece of something that you learned and like to share? Okay. Well, <laughs> difficult also, <laughs> but um, I mean, the and first I'm hitting you with all the hard comes. stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but I think the first that comes to my mind. I think it's just about the taking care of your of your body. Like I have a friend, he's from circus, and he's like one of the best in the world. He's performing in Cirque du Soleil, and he's really really amazing. And I think there is, even after so many years, there is no one who can beat him. So he's really like top top there. So he just told me that you need to take care of your body. You need to do like because if you want to be a professional athlete, yes, and like on the pole or anywhere like gymnastics, yoga or something. You need to take care of your body, you need to listen to it, you need to like do massages or like physiotherapy, maybe like once a week or maybe okay once in two weeks, but it needs to be like a lot because otherwise you just, you will get broken so quickly, very quickly. And um, I learned it this year actually because I was not taking care of my body at all. I didn't go anywhere to any massage or to any physio for I don't know many years. And then in March this year, February and March, I just like I lost all the flexibility, I lost all the power, everything because I was just yeah, I was just not good in taking care of myself. So I started going in, in Denmark here to um like one like it's like Doctor Physio, like really really good one. He does acupuncture and different different things for the body. And it just like it helped just like in two sessions, it helped so much. So much. So now I just I keep going. Every time I go back to Copenhagen, I keep going to him. So I think definitely take care of your body, um, try to eat healthy, like exercise, but be happy, listen to your body. You know, I think this is very, very important. Yeah, being in tune with your body is the most important thing. And luckily, as your career, you've gotten to do that and be in tune with yourself. And so thank you so much for joining me today. I think you have such a wise soul and you're such a beautiful human. And I love hearing about your journey. And I think like the ability for you to be able to you know open up and talk about those things were so great and not a lot of people can do that and so i Mm -hmm. appreciate your vulnerability and your kindness and i'm excited to watch you on your journey and cheering you on from the sidelines so thank you so much for being here with me today (laughs) yeah thank you very much too (laughs) thank you all right guys well thank you so much for listening today and joining me i hope you learned a little bit more about this unique career you know not a lot of people know about it and understand that it's actually an art and that you can actually make a career out of it and that it's fulfilling and so I really wanted to show people that it's an art and that it can be attained and kind of the process of what you need to do you know like anything it's something you need to practice at 
and work at and take classes at, but it's also just something you have to grind at, like literally anything else you want to do. So, I'm really thankful she was on today. I literally love her. She is awesome. She is such an amazing person and so open and I appreciate, you know, all of her advice. I think it's great and she went above and beyond training and I think her advice is helpful. You know, you can go along this journey and kind of know what to do now if you're looking to pursue this. So, you know, thank you guys for listening today and you learned about another creative career. So I hope you enjoyed and I will see you next time for episode five.